Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. I almost screwed up the intro. How about that? This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Oh, Lucy Goosey is right on a libations Friday. I don't know how many years have I done this entrance with Baba O'Reilly? Like all of them, but two? And I almost screwed up the intro, Tom, and you missed it. I know, because we were talking, that's okay, but it was funny. Well, because it's just, you know, it's you automatic. said it, you it's said it, automatic. forget it's it. It's automatic. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. You didn't drop an F bomb, did no, you? No, Am no. Am I no, Millar? Let no. one slip between the five hole here? No, no. I would have. I would have really panicked. Been like, yo. Well, actually, we would have been screwed because we don't have. Yeah. I don't think of we have the we same. No, I we do. no, I don't think we have the same distance as what right, I would say right. between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it would have been a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. No, I didn't do anything of the sort. My timing was my, my rhythm and my timing. It left me for a second. I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm too early. No, I'm right. Go on with the intro. Why are you stuttering? <laughs> Who was that? Was that uh, Emiliano Grillo on the 72nd hole? Is that the, the tee shot oh, last year? Oh, yeah. They, whoa, little that, timing? Yeah. Man. little timing issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the moment got too big. It wasn't Grillo. It was somebody else who's never even been in contention. Um, but he fell to pieces. That swing looked like my swing. Uh, after two pars in a row, and it gets in my head. <laughs> hey, you're playing pretty well. Don't screw it up. I'm pretty sure they tell you, like a sports psychologist would tell you, don't do that. Don't ever say that. Why are you saying that? I do invariably. If I ever start birdie par par, I'm done. Here comes the 12. <laughs> my brain goes, what are you doing? You're playing like you're on the tour. Oh, goodness gracious. So it is. We arrive at a libations Friday. Lucy Goosey, indeed. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports will join us today. We'll look at the props, have some fun with it. And then the final wager for my mother and I will close out the football season or the Jeff Cameron shows. Editions uh, of the football season and mom bets anyhow. And there's that. Mito Pereira. Yeah, and then we can put knew, that to bed. I knew it wasn't yeah. real. And it was going to bother you, so I'm glad you looked it up. Yeah, Mito Pereira showed that he had never been in contention. <laughs> He's like, here we go. Oh, that's not a golf swing. And it's going dead right 109 yards off the tee. <laughs> Oddly, that looked like Colin Montgomery at the U.S. Open with a seven iron in his hand on 18. With a chance to win yeah. the Open, the elusive major. He, he got to the second shot. You know, Phil he, didn't make it off the tee. Oh, we threw it into the Mito hospitality tent. Didn't make it off the tee. Rory didn't make it off a 10 tee at the Masters. At the Masters. Yeah, oh, that's still one of the toughest things I've ever had to watch. I'm so glad he won the next major, or else yeah. uh, his In career might have gone. It might have gone like completely off the rails had he not won the next major. Probably so, because that was he hit it in places nobody's seen at Augusta National yeah. before. They're like, "Where is that's a house? I've never seen that house before." Could have been Rory Westwood. That was that was tough. 
Remember, he was almost in tears over his driver on the next hole. You're like, oh, I don't, I, I don't like watching this. I feel like this is not good. This is, man, this is, yeah. Like, yeah. Your football analogy to that would be, what if Nebraska made the kick in 93? Did we win any? Well, I've said before that I, I really remember vividly saying to my father, it felt like you could see the monkey jump off of Bobby Bowden's back and run across the field onto Tom Osborne's. Now, we couldn't have known Tom would quickly shake it. Just as Bobby did his, Tom did as well. What he did to that monkey? <laughs> we don't speak of. No, we don't. No. But, yeah, the, the 90s was you were getting the monkey off your back if you were Bowden or Tom Osborne, and they both did. But, man, when Nebraska lost that game and Florida State won it, I remember the relief just turning to my father. Like, okay, that's it. They can't say it ever again. He has won the big one. It's over. Tried to lose it. Well, we did. I don't want to get down. Uh, <laughs> that was, I think the pandemic for educating me on just how much he tried to lose that one. Uh, I, I, I've talked about that before a lot. You know, this is a, a fun weekend. Super Bowl weekend's like a national holiday. And one of the things I was thinking about all week long, really, and I didn't bring it up, and I should here, you know, the NFL is king. We know the numbers. The ratings will be huge for this game because it's a good game. It's a compelling contest. You have big markets and, and high-profile stars uh, in this game. And, you know, obviously, if you're Patrick Mahomes, we do start talking a little bit of legacy stuff here as he wins his second MVP. So now you got two, and you had a chance to win your second Super Bowl, and, you know, you've been to another one. So it's – you really do begin to wonder, like, where does that go? And I don't like legacy talk when a guy's relatively early in his career. But I get that it starts to take shape, and everybody, by way of comparison, will now – be juxtaposed to Tom Brady. But that's not the story. The story is why the NFL is king, and it's represented with these two franchises, in particular Philadelphia this time around. Think about the Eagles. They were in shambles two years ago. I mean, it was a joke, and that was not a good team. 4-11-1. Uh, they were playing Nate Sudfeld. You remember those days there, Director Matthew? How proud you had to have been when Nate Sudfeld came into the game replacing uh, an impotent Jalen Hurts who wasn't any good. Remember when Jalen Hurts sucked? Because he did before this year. Always kind of suck. <laughs> and here he be he was 7 of 20 when he got benched for Nate Sudfeld. They're like, yeah, this isn't working. And they were excoriated for it because, remember, that allowed Washington to get into the playoffs at 7 and 9. Remember that weird thing that happened? That was the whole thing. Yeah. People were furious. And Heineke gave us a run for our money. Yes. He did, yeah. The, the magic of Heineke was born. Yeah, it was. Doug Peterson, um, three years removed from having won the Super Bowl, was to be fired. They were a disaster. Carson Wentz was the franchise quarterback. Uh, uh, you know, people thought that was going to be a Hall of Famer in 2019. Unsettled by this, the decision to draft Jalen Hurts, as they wrote. Got frustrated. Problems began to, to happen. He's never been the same. Then we find out everybody hates him. That's just an aside. Really weird. Out of nowhere, we found out everybody hates Carson Wentz. <laughs> Remember the whispers at first? You're like, yeah. well, I don't think he seems like a nice enough guy. Nope, everybody hates him. So I actually learned a little bit more this week because obviously there's a lot of Eagles talk. Yeah. And Peter King was speaking on it. Apparently, he had a paranoia complex. Carson Wentz, any move the team made was, oh, God. It's They're because, out to get me? Yes, and he would verbalize that. And so, I mean, that's just, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. 
And that's Peter King's point. He's like, man, what are you talking about? What are you talking they about? Were solidif- they were trying to solidify the roster around you. Yeah. Instead, it ended up being Jalen Hurts, who they solidified Look, the roster around you with. They, they won a Super Bowl with a backup. They still wanted to give the ball to you. Yeah. What are you talking about? Everybody's out to get you. Yeah. It's nuts. It, it is weird. And and so, you know, by the way, um, this is the time where, you know, Holly Roseman, who's, who's now heralded, they wanted him out with the bathwater, too. They wanted them all gone. Get out, you bums. We're four eleven and one starting Nate Sudfeld out here. This ain't getting it done. They give us hope as Buccaneers fans. This is the point I'm making. They gave everybody hope. Everybody gets this hope every year. There's an Eagles every year. This is the NFL. It's crazy. They were a laughing stock. We, you know, Matthew would come in here and didn't even talk about them because why would you? Oh yeah, we smoked their ass. Well, in the, in the last year, year ago, that wasn't even a competitive football game. Same quarterback. You know what I remember thinking going into the game? They can't win because they got sorry ass Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I was on a flight. The to, exact thought. I was on a flight to Mexico and I was going to miss the first two quarters. I was like, like don't that, worry about it. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, this is how quickly things change, though. Yeah. That's what's amazing is that we were last year. I literally said to my mom, who was nervous about the game, "Don't worry, it's Jalen Hurts. He sucks. He can't play. We'll keep him in the pocket. That'll be the ball game," which was true. Which was the exact, which was absolutely true. And then think where we are. Now that dude it was an MVP candidate. It was him or Mahomes. Coin flip. So, you know, they end up rebuilding the roster. They get the coaching hire that they needed. Nick Sirianni, who nobody also thought all that much of. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty funny to think about that, too. Hurts, um, you know, now a star. And then do it with the Chiefs, because you can do it with the Chiefs. Uh, a mess of an organization even a decade ago. Just a decade ago. Just a mess of an organization. Matt Castle, Brady Quinn, the quarterback tandem at the time there in Kansas City, lest we forget. Matt Castle, Brady Quinn combo. They stabilized and righted the ship with Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. defense couldn't hold up in a, in a shootout with Andrew Luck that was actually a blowout that turned into a shootout. Yeah. And then they kind of they were they were above average. They were just kind of above average, consistent. Dwayne Bowe was their number one receiver. Then Travis Kelsey emerges out of nowhere. Yeah, so it's really pretty cool too that story, and they've sustained it now because they got the quarterback right. They were two and fourteen. Kansas City Chiefs were two and fourteen, uh, fewest wins in franchise history. The Chiefs lost nine games by at least fifteen points and never had a lead during the season save for till after week 10. At no point did the Chiefs in 2012 have a lead <laughs> through 10 weeks of football. Can you imagine? Here I'm talking about what the NFL is and why it works and the hope it provides people, even for fans of teams that are 2-14. and 14. That season, they were really bereft of hope. They never had a lead for 10 weeks. <laughs> Not even 3 to nothing. That's nuts. And then they had the tragedy, which I had forgotten about until I started jotting notes this morning, um, which was which was crazy. That uh, Javon Belcher situation, oh, if you recall, that was nuts. In the parking lot. Well, yeah, he killed his girlfriend, drove to the team's practice facility, and took his life in front of the coach and GM. That was that, it was a crazy day. But how quickly we forget. I mean, I, I was reminded of that when I was going back through these oh, records man. and reading stories and thinking, Ooh. "Oh my God, that happened." That's right. Romeo Cornell. Fired a month later. It's your fault, Romeo. They fired him. Um, third straight coach at the time in Kansas City, Tom, to finish his stint in Kansas City with a losing record. Third straight. 
Herm Edwards is one of them. Grand opening, grand closing. So then, you, you know, fast forward a little bit here. You hire Andy Reid, stabilizes the front office. He himself needed to change the scenery. They were done with him in Philadelphia. And mm. they, he also had the tragedy. His son died of an overdose. Uh, and then, you know, he they weren't winning games and he was frustrated. So, it, you know, it was time for him to move. He moves, gets to a good spot, stabilizes uh, a disorganized and really fractured organization. And very quickly, they make the decision to draft a couple years later, Patrick Mahomes. And uh, now they've won seven straight divisions, seven straight division championships, playing in their third Super Bowl. And they'll be a fixture for however long Patrick Mahomes is there. Didn't they trade up to get him? Do I remember that right? Yeah, they did. So they thought he was going to get nabbed, um, and they were really it was worried. Deshaun Watson versus Mahomes, and, and that was they when the moment that they traded for him, the whole world thought, "Oh, Watson, nice, good job." Nope, <laughs> and they were correct. Pretty crazy, right? I mean, that's um, but that's how quickly it happens, and so it is that you, you you kind of mark the time and realize when your team's awful, when your team's terrible, the thing the NFL provides you is hope that it doesn't have to be that way as soon as next year. I remember years ago, you and I were doing the show, and uh, I believe the Carolina Panthers, it was during that stretch, Tom, where the NFC South winner was was changed every year for like seven straight years. Yep. And it would go last to first. Last to first, last to first, last to first. It was bizarre how that went down. And that, that previous year, I think Carolina had, gone, had been in last, and then they were in the midst of winning the division. And we were like, well, damn. Carolina went from five and eleven to whooping ass, and and this is this is the thing. That's the beauty of it. Well, that's a salary cap league. If you get the right quarterback and you get the right coach, it, it can change everything in a well, real hurry. Especially if you can get the right quarterback on a rookie contract. Yeah, because then you can make hay for four or five years. Rondé Barber to the Hall of Fame. Really quickly though, Ken Riley, who I actually knew uh, pretty well, uh, and was over at Ford A&M when I broke into this business, interviewed him many times, and was a great coach in his own right and a great player. Congratulations, Ken Riley, long overdue, gets into the Hall of Fame as a defensive back. And I'm too uh, too young to remember his career, Tom. I don't ever get to say that. <laughs> or or you're just lying. Could no. Be. I, no. <laughs> could, could be a lie. Yeah, that I don't remember his career. Yeah, I, I've yeah. Never, I don't remember him playing. Uh, when let's was it the seventies? Ken Riley, you think I should know I would that? I assume right? so. To me, anything pre nineteen eighty five is all the same. You know, just it's look up territory. Got to look it up. Ken Riley, here we go. Um, pre nineteen ninety four, really, but I learned about what happened when I was on this earth. <laughs> you watch ESPN two all summer long as an eight year old. You're going to catch up on the last five six years. Yeah, he was. Yeah, see, I don't good. Drafted uh, in 1969. I wasn't born. So I'm not lying, Tom. I don't remember his career. I wasn't even in the country. I wasn't alive for the first part of his career, and I wasn't in the country for the next part of his career. Of course you weren't. (laughs) Uh, So there it is. Now, he did play long enough uh, that I could have remembered the back end of his career when I was, uh, you know, nine years old or so. Should have. He's a Hall of Famer. He wasn't playing like a Hall of Famer by then. Also, he was in Cincinnati, and I didn't care anything about Cincinnati, so I, I don't think I would have thought about it very much. I, I probably You didn't. haven't until Joe. Joe changed it for you. Now you care about what happens in Cincinnati. 
Yeah, I remember Boomer Esiason there and Icky Woods, and I remember them getting to the Super Bowl and losing to San Francisco in what was the, one of the great Super Bowls. But you never liked Boomer. I hate Boomer. Yeah. I hate him. I still do. But you love Burrow. I think he sucks as an analyst. I think he's an arrogant ass. I think he's uh, a sorry host of a talk show. I think he's terrible at everything. But he was a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I hated him. Somebody's like, Boomer's my hero. What are you talking about? My mom likes Boomer Esiason. And I used to be like, why? There's nothing to like about Boomer Esiason. You want to slap his smug face every time you see him. Who's the worst Boomer? Esiason oh, or Berman? Oh, that's it. Hmm? Esiason. You got to get rid of one. Esiason. Wow, you keep gotta... Berman. Yeah, I mean... He became a caricature of himself later years. In the beginning, it was new and fresh, and nobody did it like him, and he kind of originated the personality at the spot after Howard Cosell to some degree. I'll give him I'll give him that. But so he accomplished something, and I it so kind if of you had to the golf, cap. If you had to golf with one <sighs> boomer, which one would you, you had to, let, you let had me, to pick a boomer? Let me, let me say this, because just in case the wrong people hear it. I am told by everybody who would know and the few interactions I've had with those people, that he is a great guy, that everybody likes Chris Berman, that he's a good person and a fun guy, and you'd like to hang out with him. And I don't doubt that to be true. So that seems reasonable enough. You got a podcast coming up with him? This no, is, this but is I know people who know him really well, and I know people that, you know, that I've had to interact with at ESPN before. I don't want, you know, I'm saying I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just hated his broadcast style by the end. It was awful. And he just, you know, wasn't it wasn't something that, one my cup of tea. You can't go back, 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 back at the home run derby, Chris. It's the home run derby. You can't. You got to know enough to know you can't do it. Do you think that's how he gave advice to children? You know, he's like, make sure you make the right decisions because you can't go back, 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 back <laughs> and do it over again. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's just a, an example. One more reminder of why, yet again, the NFL will always be king. Your team that stinks right now, you're listening to me, your team's garbage. You're watching these two teams that you can't stand. Hang in there, man. It could be you next year. Even the Lions have a chance. Oh, well, the Lions are pretty good at the end of this last that's, year. That, I, that's right. If you're a Lions fan right now, you're like, you know what? You know what I mean? You, you, it, it's, it could be, you know? I think they've got four picks in the first two rounds. There you go. Shore up the defense a little bit. That's the other reason the NFL is king. We all love the draft because we're passionate about college football. And if you're passionate about college football, you know the players on all the teams, and you can't wait to watch that draft. Whereas in the Major League Baseball, you've never seen anybody of those guys play. You're like, who the hell is this guy? Same thing in the NBA half the time. It's like, it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. It, it, the game is international. Draft people from wherever. But I don't know where that, that guy played in Norway. I never saw him. I don't know who he is. If I was uh, the MLB commissioner, I would just make up names, see if fans <laughs> caught on to it. <laughs> just one, one per the first round, because they, they televise that now. One, and you got to guess which one it is. That guy's name isn't Lancashire Sherpa. There's no way. I'm calling BS on that. The shortstop, Lancashire Sherpa, really? It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se, and I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, 
I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Jeff Cameron Show on Alive Nations Friday. Great to be with you. Thanks for joining us. So anyhow, I, I didn't mean to overshadow congratulatory remarks to Ken Riley, but also for the rest of that class. Yeah, I mentioned it. Rondé Barber gets in. Another bucket year in the Hall of Fame. I would have bet money that that was not going to be the case for much of his career. Not that I am uh, not appreciative of the player he was. He, he ended up being, uh, they, they, they kind of created a role for him. They did. And on that championship defense, he has the seminal play. He has the play, yeah. But he was maybe the fifth best player on that defense. Yeah, that defense was, you know, obviously between Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, going down the list. I mean, Yes, you would not Simeon name. Rice? Well, I know you would not name him with the first three names. Maybe, maybe fourth best. He, he was. He had a great year. He was a really good player that Brooks, year. Brooks, Sap, Rice, and then Lynch, Barber. But I don't know. I don't know. Brian Kelly was. I mean, that was our lockdown corner in that defense. I'll always be grateful to Brian Kelly for dropping a pick six against us against Florida State. He was at USC. But good for him for getting in. And also, he was really nice to my mom when we were at the Lightning game. She'll probably bring it up next hour when we talk about it. I was in the box with him, and uh, my mom loves him. And so I took a picture with her and him, and he was uh, a sweetheart of a man. It is weird when a guy's in the Hall of Fame and you're standing uh, next to him and he's tiny. You're kind of like, wow, that's that guy was good, and he's that small in that league with those behemoths. He's tiny. He also knew that. That's why he had interned with my dad's financial company in downtown Tampa before yeah. he became Rondé Barber. He didn't think he was going to become Rondé Barber. Nice young man. Nice yeah. young man. He was super nice. And, and he was, uh, again, I'll always be appreciative. He was really nice to my mom when we were there. And she still has the picture. I got it framed for her. I you know, gave it to her for a present. And she has it up oh, her Buccaneer shrine with the Derek Brooks helmet and everything else. She, I, I thought of her when I saw the news. She had to be elated like, yay, Rondé. She'll, she'll bring it up later today. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, joins us again. And this is a wrap-up on the football season. It's always a fun conversation. Hello, Lee. How the hell are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm going to be the, how about get this, the offensive coordinator, linebacker coach, maybe secondary coach, <laughs> and uh, quality. I'm going to be like four different 
four four different titles for the University of Miami. I love it. Yeah, you go, you're going through them these days, my man. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so which props stand out? Uh, you take this anywhere you want it to go. Uh, we kind of freelance this every year, and I let you guide the ship. All right, so let's start with some player props first. All right. So we're looking for value here, and and the key is don't play, uh, you know, like like fifty or sixty prop wagers. Remember when you're doing player props, uh, the VIG is not minus one ten like the game. It's usually minus one fifteen to minus one thirty. Correct. So here's a couple that I think are off. Running back Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, he comes from Memphis. He's the third down back for the Eagles. They have his over-under on rushing yards at 19.5. Okay, that's high for a third down back. But seems like when he comes in the game, they'll leave him in the game sometimes for four, five, or six plays afterwards. So he's one of these guys that can rip off a 15, 20-yard run. I haven't projected at 37 yards, so I think the over 19.5 rushing yards is a very strong player prop. Also, Juju Smith-Schuster. Receiver for the Chiefs. He got hurt early in the championship game, if you remember. And uh, his total for receiving yards is at 40. I I think that Kansas City is going to need a secondary receiver besides Travis Kelsey to be successful. Uh, I'm hearing he's close to 100%, so I think they're going to target him five, six, seven times. Let's go over 40 receiving yards. I do not like to play the first touchdown scored in the game. Do you play that one often? Nope, I don't. Or is it? No, I usually don't. Okay, here's why. Probably 15, 20 years ago, back-to-back years, I had uh, players catch a ball or run a ball down to the one-yard line. Then what do they do? Play action, throw a touchdown pass to the third-string tight end. I'm like, I'm done with this. It's too <laughs> random. <laughs> I can hear the anger in your voice to this oh, day. I love it. Horrible. You know, I love it. I think I knocked over a couple, you know, cheese uh, <laughs> plates or something that my wife had put out. So I'm going to go with, I think, a better way to handle and try to tackle uh, scoring touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, score a touchdown any time in the game, minus 120. I think there's a real good chance when you catch six, seven, eight balls, maybe even 10 or 15 in a game. We'll go with Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown sometime in the game. Then another Memphis product. Philadelphia kicker Jake Elliott over seven and a half points uh, scored. I think he'll have a couple field goals, uh, put at least you know three or four extra points through. That'll get him at nine or ten easy. Then uh, finish off the player props with AJ Brown plus twenty five receiving yards in both half. I think he's going over. Here's why: I think he is Terrell Owens two point Kansas City's pass defense ranked just 23rd in the league. And Kansas City's given up, on average, 71.5 yards to the top receiver on the other team uh, in their 19 games, 12 of 19 games, over 70 yards. We'll we'll take A.J. Brown plus 25 receiving yards in both half. Those, those are some player props I liked. Uh, let's look at some fun props. By the way. The whole crew here is we're all we're all standing up and giving you a, a standing ovation. That I loved every one of those picks. Okay, every one of them. I know you don't need our approval. I just want you to okay. know we all of us here are very I excited about those player props. <laughs> <laughs> what else all you got? Right. So here, we might have a little we might have a little bit 
difference of opinion here now. So, are you doing novelty props here? What are you doing? Yeah, novelty props. Okay. What's your What's your favorite Gatorade flavor, guys? Uh, I like classic, just the yellow, green, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, lemon lime. Yeah. Did you used to you know open the glass bottle to see which team you got on the on the? I did, and I yeah. love that you brought up the glass bottle. Weren't those yeah. the best? For some yeah. reason, Gatorade tasted better out of those glass bottles than it does the plastic ones. Did you used to tell your mom also we need to get more Gatorade? You know, just implore her to buy. We had we had literally bottles and bottles stacked up. Oh yeah, yeah, especially because you're collecting. Yeah, with the, with the yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could never get your favorite team. Mm-mm. I mean, you always got like the Cleveland Browns. I think I had nine of them. Yeah. You're like, what the hell with the Browns? I don't want them. You must have been angry. You're sitting there. Can I get the Dolphins? What are we doing? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, uh, what would happen is uh, also same thing as if you were collecting the little mini helmets, you know, twenty five cent helmets and the gumball machines. Yep. Same thing. So. Um, What's your favorite Gatorade flavor? Lemon lime. Okay, and so here's what's crazy. So I thought lemon lime or fruit punch would be the most saleable item. No, Cool Blue is now the most sold Gatorade, followed by fruit punch, lemon lime, glacier freeze, orange, and then grape. Three of the last four years, uh, the head coach has been doused by blue, Cool Blue or Glacier Freeze, whatever they have. I think they're holding this line down because a lot of people think if Kansas City wins, it's going to be the red fruit punch. It's their color. But I think players love cool blue now. So I'm going to go with blue again, plus 400. Uh, A cross prop, (laughs) um, Toronto guard Fred Van Vliet. Mm -hmm. Points plus assists Mm -hmm. in their game on Sunday versus Kansas City Chiefs total points. So you look at Fred VanVleet, he averages 19.7 points per game and six and a half assists. But here's the kicker. They're playing against the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. Detroit's defense is atrocious. They gave up more than 120 points seven times in January, more than 135 points three times, including a 150-point debacle. I think VanVleet... Players love playing in these games early Sunday. I think he's going to have low to mid-30s, combined points and assists. I think it's going to be tough, tough for the Chiefs to get above 30. And then we got to go with the granddaddy of them all, my daughter's prediction for the National Anthem. Well, this is so the one that's a winner every year. Nine straight years, Lee. Eight. We're going for nine. Oh, okay. Going for nine. Yeah. Going for nine. So uh, Chris Stapleton mm-hmm. says has an amazing voice. Yes, he does. Incredible. Mm-hmm. We were searching on YouTube any any available area to try to find him singing a national anthem. Nothing. Has not sung a national anthem at a sporting event. So she studied the way that he goes through singing, and she said he holds notes pretty long time, but the phrasing before he gets to that final note has gotten shorter over the years. She said to me, Dad, when I started singing national anthems, I was doing it at minute 40, minute 42. Now I'm doing it at minute 58 to two minutes and two seconds. She said it's the air quality's dry out there in Arizona. She said the standard for singing the national anthem, obviously, is Whitney Houston. Yeah. There's everyone else. Yeah. Adina Menzel, who also one of the great voices of our time, 
she sang it in two minutes and four seconds. So it started at a minute 59 and a half. It's two minutes and six seconds now. And she said the topper, he's 44 years old and has five kids. He might be tired. She says, go with the under two minutes and six seconds. Boom! Nobody in the country got the breakdown as thorough on the anthem as we did in Tallahassee today, folks. This is, that is for real. I am racing to my bookie to make this bet, buddy. This is incredible. (laughs) By the way, just so you know, and it's kind of eerie because we're both big gamblers, I had Pascal Siakam uh, in the game uh, to combo because of that factor with Detroit's defense uh, okay. and, and the Chiefs' points. So we were on the same page, anyhow. I was yeah, looking he, at the same game. So he uh, – and, and that might be a good bet also. It is. Detroit's defense, and he might be relaxed now. Uh, there was talk that he was possibly going to be traded. Right, So right. right. See, you and I are yeah. thinking alike here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I took Siakam. I like it. <laughs> hey, brother, I always appreciate it. Be yeah. well and tell everybody how they can join your service. Yep, they want to get the game. Uh, we've won three of the last four, going for four out of five, and also our top ten prop plays. And I even add in a couple bonus uh, selections there. Go to ParamountSports.com, just $97 this year. Also, UFC pay-per-view. It's headed towards the most buys in a UFC pay-per-view ever this Saturday night. We have seven selections, just $47, and... One of those selections will be a 50-unit max wager. Those only happen maybe two or three times a year, plus basketball. How about this? We've won 11 straight days. We have not lost a basketball game since Monday. You want to hop on board, get the rest of the college regular season, get get this the March Madness tournament, NBA regular season, and the playoffs. I lowered it to 397 because you know what? The ACC... It runs through Miami now. (laughs) (laughs) You got to puff out your chest for something. Latch on to that basketball team, buddy. All right. The chances chances (laughs) of us getting to the final four got to be in basketball before football. It's got to be at least uh, minus 400. Oh, easily. (laughs) (laughs) Always appreciate it. Enjoy the game. I don't know if you know this. So a couple of my friends, Jeff, want to finish with this. Yeah. I think the University of Miami sent out the renewals a couple weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Coming off that five and seven season where you couldn't give away free tickets, I, I, I was getting so many invites. I mean, they were offering me in boxes to come. I'm like, no way. I heard they raised prices thirty percent, and the Golden Cane, the highest level, you know, where you you eat underneath in the seventy two club, you sit between the thirty and fifty yard line. I think it was like three four hundred Golden Canes, twenty thousand a pop. They raised it. Get this. Fifty percent to thirty thousand a year. That is insane for a program that has never won the ACC. Right, isn't it crazy? <laughs> I was coming off a year like that. That's the one year you want to hold the line and say you know you're going to keep mm. you know prices the same. But I guess you know when you're building a hundred million dollar sports complex, somebody's going to have to pay for it. Yeah, that's right. Not going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> be good, man. I'll talk to you All soon. Right, guys. All right, later. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. That was funny. Lee was feeling it today. That was really good analysis, though. I'm serious. Everything. The prop bets, everything. I'm going to go back and watch our show. So base (laughs) analysis on that says that he loves Philly in this game. Loves him. Yeah. If you think Gainwell is going to go over a a total, it's not just about leaving him in for five or six plays. You think that he's going to be in there for garbage time, that A.J. Brown is going to produce in both halves. I mean, Jake Elliott, 
he's going to make four or five extra points and make a couple of fields. Right, I mean, right, he's yeah. putting them at thirty, the high thirties. I, I look. If you want to tell the story of the game, which is how you gamble, then I don't disagree with a lot of that analysis. It doesn't mean they'll win, but it certainly is, I think, accurate to suggest they'll score quite a bit. I don't love Kansas City's defense. So I, I could certainly see Philadelphia with such balance and so many weapons. Yeah, and they run on anybody. They ran on San Francisco, and I know San Francisco didn't have a quarterback, but they still were running on him before he got hurt. They were running on them from the jump street. If you can run on San Francisco's defense, you can run on Kansas City's defense. And I was also stunned that Kelsey, anytime touchdowns, only minus 120. Shouldn't that be, in a, in a game of this significance, with wide receiver injuries, minus 190? It's true that probably the most uttered phrase for non-Kansas City fans while watching the Kansas City Chiefs play a football game by men all over the country with palms to the sky, rhetorical, but it's not staring at their best friend over a beer is, how is Kelsey that open? How come we can't cover Kelsey? Followed by something that you can't say on the air. I mean, I, that has to be the most fun for any Kansas City fan to go to a bar at an opposing city's, you know, fan base or whatever, or, or just go to a road game with the Chiefs and listen to how many times you hear an opposing fan go, oh, did we think they weren't going to throw to Kelsey? I mean, you know, I mean, that has to be what you hear the most of because it is insane. It's not like, oh, Kelsey made a play, go figure, one of the great tight ends in the history of the sport just made a play. It's it's the second quarter. My man has nine catches. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. What are we doing? How many times in your brain can you recall Travis Kelsey making a top-flight catch that's contested? Like one of those crazy catches that Julio Jones was yeah, yeah, yeah. famous for. He didn't have for. to. He's I, always wide the hell open. Exactly. I don't have many examples in my head. Now, he can. He's, 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 it's a, not that he can't. Yeah, he's immensely talented. He right. never has to. No, it's insane. Every time he catches the ball, you can't find an opposing defender on the field. You're like, where the hell is the – did you lose Travis Kelsey? That's impossible. He's only their best player. You got to have – I mean, oh, my goodness. I Just from a football standpoint, I'd love to talk to defensive coordinators across the league and be like, yo, man. Take me through this. There's no way, there's no way that you guys didn't have a conversation about this during the week in the buildup to the game. Hey, this guy here, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, we're going to have to slow him down, guys, because I guess that it's, dude's a problem. <laughs> it's how I feel about special teams and blocks in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You are running stride for stride. You can see the back on the jersey. Yeah. You see the name. You see the numbers. And how about I put one hand each on, on each number and then shove this guy? Like, how is it that that is something, if it's not a situation in which your punt returner is going to get killed and you're saving him from death? Yeah, right. Then how in the world do you say, this is a good idea? Uh, and I, it happens. It, you just, know. Always. It's bizarre to me, too, because, Tom, I played on special teams, and I never, I not one time. Now, I got blocked in the back several times, and I remember laughing. One of them was against the Gainesville uh, Purple Hurricanes. And, and and I'll never forget, I got blocked in the back uh, into their bench. And I was cracking up laughing because I got cleaned because the guy pushed me from behind. The other guy hit me from the side. I ne head on a swivel. Mine wasn't. And I got my feet straight up into the air, up 
I could see my cleats above me. I was laughing. It was like slow motion. I remember laughing. I slammed into their bench, like sliding, and I could hear their players. And, of course, whenever you get knocked into anybody's bench, they all jump around. And it's crazy, right? But I was cracking up laughing and because uh, it was kind of fun. And I got up, and the guy who hit me was surprised. He thought I wanted to fight because everybody's response in that motion was, you know, is to get mad. And I was slapped him on the helmet. And I was like, that was awesome. And I jogged back. That was it. I still remember it like it was yesterday. But people do. I'm proof I got thrown into a bench what? by being blocked in the back. <laughs> what number were you? Uh, 64 that year. 64 is crazy, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, playing defensive end and tight end, and, and, and for some of that year, I was a right tackle. It's, yeah, at 190 pounds. Could you bend? Oh, I could move. Yeah. I had good feet, buddy. Yeah, I ran track. I could, I, I, I could move, buddy. What does that have to do with playing right tackle? Footwork, speed, balance. <laughs> it's Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply good friday song good work tom Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. I was happy to see Zach Thomas get in and Joe Thomas get in. Poor Joe Thomas. Good God, man. That's a toughie. I mean, to have that career, to be that good a player, to have to be on that sorry-ass team and that sorry-ass franchise. I for thought that he time. was ill. You had me thinking Joe oh, Thomas no, no, was no. ill. No, no, no. Joe's, he can't I, even enjoy it. No, He's not going to make it to no. Canton. <laughs> That's what that sounded like. No. No, just think about just the desperation. Just the quiet desperation my man had to lead his life through. I mean, every day showing up to that facility knowing damn well you're going to win three games and you're the best player on the field any given weekend and you can't win nothing. Yeah, when Bruce Gretkowski is in the top three of quarterbacks that you protected and that's really not debatable, yikes. DeMarcus Ware was a beast and he gets in. That, did you watch the video, the uh, uh, the Hall of Fame video? I have not watched it yet. I will. Those are always good. They lead with him, and it's the best part. Is it really? Oh, man. Because knowing behind the scenes with a, our former colleague, mm -hmm. Ernie Sims, had a good relationship with DeMarcus, and apparently he is just the best. Everybody yes. that has ever played with him says he is a class act professional. Pro's pro is the other thing they always bring up. Yeah. Yeah, he was the first guest on on that show, Simply Sims, and I got to talk with him for a little while. I mean, yeah, you're gonna do that already. You're gonna be kind because you're about to go on the air, but yeah, it lives up to the billing. Just the best, and his reaction is worth the whole video. I always those videos. That's another thing the NFL does well. They're smart to do that. It is you can see why it would be so emotional. You think about what you gave of yourself to that league. 
to play as long as you have to play and to be as good as you have to be to get to the Hall of Fame. You know, most of these guys, I mean, if we're being honest, they don't live lives as long as the ones we're going to live. Um, they give, literally give up the back end of their life to football, right? And so you get that call. That's I could just I could see why guys are frequently in those videos just absolutely overwhelmed. And, you know, not only overjoyed, but oftentimes just very, very emotional. The Zach Thomas one is excellent as well. Uh, but two Knowles were the ones that made the call. It's no longer that huge guy. That was his last go-around yeah. recently. Is he dead? I, I don't know. I would have thought so. I mean, he always looked like he was on the cusp. Maybe I just knew there was a morbid comment No, I just, I thought, Maybe come on, every was, time I, I saw him it. knocking on the door, I'm like, this will be the last time we see you. There's. Have you ever read up on that particular dude? Everybody loves him, too. Weird background. There's no real reason he should be the <laughs> ambassador. A random dude. Kind of. Yeah. Weird story with that guy. Well, he loves the but league, buddy. Walter, yes. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> the way that Goodell did before yeah, he was well, commissioner. Dude, the backstory on Goodell is creepy. It is. It's really creepy. So Walter Jones and Derek Brooks got to make a nice, couple of the house calls. Nice. So they're a part, big part of the video. Yeah. You know, Derek Brooks fits into a category that very few players do that, uh, when I think about it, he always comes to mind as one of the first guys that, that do, that from the very first time you ever saw him play, you thought, oh, that dude, that's different. He's, he's going to be an All-American. He's going to be this and this and that. He's going to be, like, I know there were question marks when he got to the pros. Everybody thought he was too small uh, to play in the league. And, of course, the answer was obviously that is the wrong take. Um, not only is he not too small, he is perhaps too fast, too strong would have been a better descriptor. I mean, he was a missile. That Rams game that we lost that we referenced yesterday on the program, the Bird Emanuel game that still angers me, go back and watch the first half highlights of Derek Brooks taking ribs on every play. And there's audio of him talking after every play, too. And it made you, it gave you a sense of what he was as a competitor on the field. Just nasty in a good way. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.